Welcome to The Ether. Today is Monday, February 14th, 2022. This episode of The Ether is brought to you by WeFund. WeFund is a community crowdfunding cross-chain incubator on Terra, and it's the first launchpad that implements a milestone funding release system to protect investors. All money raised for projects is deposited in Anchor Protocol, and it's refundable, and all decisions are based on community voting power. WeFund is community-focused and designed to be a user-friendly experience for both project creators and investors. Be sure to follow them on Twitter and join the Telegram for more information. Links are in the show notes and check them out online at WeFund.app. This episode of The Ether is also brought to you by Orbital Command, a community validator on Terra dedicated to educating, expanding, and promoting the lunatic community. Have you heard about the new Terra Invest Strategy Discord server Orbital Command spun up? If you're looking for a chill place to chat about different Luna stacking strategies or looking for some alpha or if you're trying to find the best UST farms or even if you just have a quick question you need answered, be sure to stop by TIS and say hi to the Orbital Command gang. Hell, I'm even in there sometimes when I'm not editing hours of CFI spaces. You can find me in that server chatting about NFTs and answering basic Terra Luna questions. The link to the server is in the show notes, and for more information, check out orbitalcommand.io. TerraSpaces appreciates the support from all our sponsors. Today on the Ether, we have the Prism Protocol AMA, hosted by Ryan Lyon and the Prism team. Let's take a listen. Oh, so Jimmy, cozy spaces, Jimmy. Yeah, keep it cozy. <laughs> How you doing, man? Doing good, man. Today has just flown by. It's been a long day. Uh, yeah, it's been kind of crazy. Let me share this link around. Mm-hmm. I'll do the same. Tweeted it. Let's share it on... Where are we at? Telegram. Let's go to Discord. Oh, we've got a few people filing in here. Join in. Ask some you, questions. Yeah, you guys. Um, feel free to uh, throw up a hand, come and ask us a question, even if it's you think it's a silly question. Um, you know, like there's lots of different uh, levels of Prism user today. We're about 10 hours in. Um, yeah, come and, come and ask questions. What should I pin? Should I pin? No, don't pin it. Let's see. Have you found? Oh, are you, are you, are you, do you want to just go for like inviting everyone to speak? <laughs> okay, let's do it. Well, I think you have to make me host. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Or co-host. How have you found things so far, Jimmy? Uh, what'd you say? How have you found things so far? Um, Today has been hectic for sure. Like super hectic i mean i didn't even do much trading at all i've just been answering a bunch of questions and then anytime i go 
and uh, see, a, see a trade, usually my ledger is too slow and the R is closed before I can even finish the first transaction. Yeah, I've had the most, I must say I've had like, I've had the most fun trading today in a very long time. It's just been pretty crazy. Like everyone trying to figure out what the hell's going on. There's always the, <laughs> the swing to P Luna and then the swing back to Y Luna. Um, it's been a lot of fun. Where are we at now? Are we pretty stable? We're almost 50-50 again. <laughs> What's happening? Okay, well. I mean, the market's figuring out what they want. I'm actually surprised by um, how much White Luna is just sitting there doing nothing out there. Yeah, I wonder what's going on there. Basically, got, we've got the stuff in the liquidity pools. Um, yeah, yeah. They could have gotten stuck in the liquidity pools. People are just holding them in their wallet, waiting for like an ARB to happen or something. But I'm looking at now, we've got about a million, um, 1 million, 30,000 Luna or so. And then only about a quarter, so like 25%, a little bit more than 25% is staked. That means we've got 750,000 Luna. All of the staking rewards just buying Prism, which is absolutely nuts. I mean, I thought I thought I was being optimistic when I was like estimating like 15% why Luna being unstaked. But if you carry on like this, yo, what's up, Crypto ML? Thanks for running the spaces earlier. Had a bit, had fun there. How you doing? Yeah, thanks for coming, guys. Um, I'm showing Y Luna above P Luna right now. Is that the first time today? Yeah, I think like last couple of hours. Um, I've seen quite like quite a few threads going around. So I think we talked about it a bit earlier, where, um, you know, a, a lot, particularly people from traditional finance, are kind of saying, well, is does P Luna have any value whatsoever? And it's quizzing quite a few threads of trying to to value. Um, y Luna versus P Luna. I think I saw someone say like Y Luna should be ninety percent of the price. So I think that's maybe like swayed people's thinking from earlier when we were like what like sixty forty on the P Luna side. Yeah, that's it's just the first time I'm seeing it. Yeah. I mean, even like fifteen minutes ago, it was still P Luna was still a few bucks above Y Luna. So yeah, I st still volatility out there for that's for sure. And uh, one more question. The volumes is still not fixed. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. So we got, um, we got people coming online um, shortly, uh, probably next few hours. And uh, yeah, top of the, top of the, one of the things at the top of the priority is to just fix those, uh, those volumes. So volumes on Prism UST and Prism X Prism are accurate and showing UST values. Um, the other four pools are all actually showing volumes in terms of the amount of the Luna asset that has been traded. Okay, and there looks like good growth in the P Luna and Y Luna pool. Have you guys added more TVL, or is that just all organic? Uh, that's organic right now. I think we're looking at doing a, a, an ad um, late, uh, ooh, uh, probably in the next sort of twelve to twenty-four hours. Um. Yeah, TBC. Cool. Anyone got any questions? Um, how many people are we got in here now? Fifty people. No one's got any questions about 
It's too cozy. It's Come too on, cozy. ask anything. No stupid questions, honestly. Like me and Jimmy have been asking, answering silly questions all day in Telegram, in Discord. Like I've been in UK lunatics. They're all like, "You've been telling us about this for months, and we still got no clue what the hell's going on." So, <laughs> <laughs> so feel, please come and ask us questions. I'm going through and inviting everyone to speak because if you guys are shy, this is your excuse. I got another one, I guess. Um, you said the Y Luna rewards are every hour. So those extra rewards from unstaked Y Luna, is that already automatically going back to buying back uh, Prism at this point? Um, for the Y Luna staking, um, every hour it's going, it converts all the stable coins to Luna. And then it it uh, sticks it into the vault and refracts it, and then makes it claimable to anyone staking in the Y Luna uh, vault. So essentially, what it's doing is DCAing the stable coins into Luna, um, and then when you claim, you can convert it to whatever asset that you want. Um, so one of the things that I've been doing is. So, um, like, it's a pretty risk-averse strategy where I don't really want to trade, like, my P Luna or my Y Luna. I don't really have strong convictions on what I think the price should be, um, but I want to keep my entire stack, right? So, um, I have a stack that's refracted, and just P Luna is just hanging out in my wallet, and I've got Y Luna staked. Um, and then when it's time to claim my staking rewards, I'm going and um, and just choosing either one, uh, one or the other, like P Luna or Y Luna, depending on you know what the what the ratio is like at the moment. Um, that's something I've been doing. Oh, and this is if you guys don't know, this is Jimmy on the on the Prism <laughs> on the Prism account, by the way. Um, yeah, so that, that's kind of what I've been doing. I'm pretty risk averse. I'm not doing any degen trading um, or anything crazy. Like no, doing. no one, no one can mistake those uh, smooth tones, Jimmy. Um, uh, I think the question was like, are we, um, are we swapping the the rewards from the unstaked Luna into Prism already? Yeah, are we seeing are we seeing buy pressure on on Prism from from the unstaked Y Luna already? I believe I believe we. Are I've been trying to follow the bot that's running it. It's definitely converting all of the swap fees into Prism and, and giving it to XPRISM stakers. Um, but then the the transaction for uh, um, transaction for claiming your the rewards. It's so long. I'm I'm having trouble reading it myself. But it, it should be. Uh, it should be distributing uh, to X Prism stakers, but when, when I, I think. Get... Um, are you? Have you looked at the collector contract? Because I'm just, I'm just looking at it now, and I see that we've got um, C Luna, P Luna, and Y Luna in the collector contract. Is that the stuff that goes to the buybacks? Yeah, everything goes back to the buybacks, but th- those could have come from the uh, the swap fees and not the staking rewards i did see some native lunar in there earlier as well but it doesn't look like we've got any right now oh there's a tiny tiny bit i saw yeah. like earlier there was like five lunar one time and there was four lunar another time 
yeah, but in terms of like, uh, those are probably all coming from swap fees. But um, I've been trying to decipher the other ones where it's like, you know, we've got seven validators. Each validator has, I don't know, however, however many stables it's collecting each time. So the messages are like super long and they're difficult to read, even for someone like me. So somewhere embedded in there, um, it should be uh, should be going to by Prism and dispersing that to the governance contract. And is that in the is that in the collector contract? Oh, yeah, I, I actually see that in the collector. I contract. actually don't. I don't think it's going to be in the collector contract because you have all this like C Luna and Y Luna in the vaults. So I think what the vault would do is just uh, click claim, um, convert everything to Prism, and then deposit to the governance contract. But I can ask one of the I can ask one of the devs to clarify like which transaction pattern we should be looking for if we want to track that. Got it. And when we say we're looking at the collector contracts, if you go to uh, Extraterrestrial Finder, you can go to the Projects tab, you can hit the Prism uh, under Projects, and then there's like a list of a lot of contracts, like 15, 20 contracts. Uh, one of them is the collector contract, and you can kind of see like how many fees are sat in that contract at any particular time. And if you go through the um, transaction history, you can see like it distributing, um, uh, distributing rewards. And yeah, I just put it up on the screen there as well. Glamorous yeah, I started it with uh, Kazi. Kazi did this for us. I helped uh, uh, helped him decode all the contracts. So now you guys can poke around and see what's going on under the hood, if uh, if you like. Yeah, for anyone who is interested in going even a deeper level, um, we will be open sourcing all of the contracts. So they'll be hitting uh, our GitHub uh, repository soon. Yeah, we were getting some questions about that. Um, for Prism Forge, as well as um, Prism Swap, we released the contracts right before we went to mainnet. Um, if you can appreciate the, the amount of contracts that got deployed uh, earlier today, we're just cleaning up uh, some of the uh, the commentary and like the readmes, um, and then they'll be up on our GitHub shortly, so you guys can dive in and and really see what's going on underneath the hood. But uh, I'll be posting about that um, probably within the next few days or so. Cool. Um, MVR. You're up on the stage. Did you have a question for us? Yeah, I have a question. Uh, because uh, it should also be 50-50 for the Y and uh, P Luna. In what sense? Sorry, Ryan, I could not hear you. What, what was the, what's the question? Uh, okay. Uh, you have uh, your P and your Y Luna. Um, you refract it, and it should also be... Uh, Always be 50-50, 50% P Luna and 50% Y Luna to get your C Luna or Luna back. That's that's right. So um, so when you refract a Luna, you will be given one P Luna and one Y Luna, regardless of like how those are priced against each other. Um, okay. And if you uh, and like Jimmy was just saying, his strategy and it's similar to to my broad strategy, which is. I'm going to be staking my Y Luna to get my um, 
airdrop rewards, and I'm probably just going to be holding the P Luna in my wallet, uh, which me which guarantees me that if at any point I want to go back to Luna, I'm guaranteed to go like uh, back one to one if I do the if I decide to do the slow burn, because um, you yeah. just put your you actually go to the refract page, you go to the merge page, uh, the yeah. merge tab, and you can put your where Y Luna and P Luna back together there um, and get a C Luna. And then the C Luna works the same as B Luna, really, uh, yeah. in terms of like you can either slow burn it uh, back for practically one to one with Luna, swap it. or you can fast swap it uh, where you're probably going to be um, taking like a couple of percent hit on that because uh, for the convenience, I guess. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Thanks. That cool. was all. No, cool. No problem. Uh, you're my boy, Luna. What's going on? Hey, fellas. A uh, couple quick questions for you. Uh, first of all, congrats. Things seem to be working smoothly. Thank you. Um, uh, firstly, curious this morning, uh, I was uh, working on a couple Luna, C-Luna, ARB opportunities <clears throat> and noticed in the UI the like the swap rate sort of um, uh, the UI shows, for example, with like a 10 Luna to 10 C Luna swap would be one value. And then if I tried to swap like a hundred Luna to C Luna, the rate changed pretty significantly. Is that like just a really conservative guesstimate on the UI or is the volume such that really like the difference between a 10 and a hundred Luna swap is going to influence the yeah. price that much. Yeah. Good, good question. So, um, I think particularly the C Luna prism pool right now is the, uh, slimmest pool, um, in terms of liquidity. So, um, it's just over $900,000. So it's still quite, it's quite thin. Um, we talked a bit earlier about how we had seeded the uh, the initial pools like relatively thin, and that we're going to be building up um, liquidity over the coming days, um, as well as like considering whether or not we incentivize uh, 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 liquidity through um, prism emissions. Right now, we have we have zero prism emissions. All the kind of APRs that you're seeing are based on uh, swap fees alone. So, so particularly on that C Luna to Luna swap, um, yeah, big volumes are going to be subject to slippage. So, I would say, you know, particularly on that ARB between Luna and C Luna, be very careful on that one with size right now. And if you go to the pools page on Prism, you can see like the. Um, the uh, liquidity, the depth of liquidity under the TBL, and hopefully you'll start to see that grow over the coming days, uh, and which will allow more sizable swaps. Gotcha. So do you do you feel like the swap rate that's sort of estimated is actually pretty close to what you would expect if you completed the transaction? I believe so. Jimmy might be able to speak a bit more to the technicals of that, but uh, I believe it like simulates the swap. So as long as there's not someone else swapping like a couple of seconds before you, um, it should be fairly accurate what you're seeing there. Yeah, it'll be it'll be pretty close. Uh, on the instant burn, um, you don't have control over 
the slippage that you want to set. So if you want a little bit more control over that, um, you can head over to the swap page and you can choose C Luna to Luna or C Luna to whatever asset that you'd like. Um, and then a, a couple of people have missed it, but there is like a little check mark for slow burning on uh, the redemption page as well. So if you got yourself a good ARB and you don't mind waiting the 21 days to do the slow burn, you can guarantee yourself, you know, one-to-one -one, um, back from C Luna to Luna. Gotcha. L last one for me is, is, is there some sort of uh you know, Jedi move that maybe I'm not aware of when you're looking at, say, an ARB opportunity. Um, I'm just sort of changing, you know, the number of, in this case, like Luna, I'm, I might be executing a swap for C Luna 4 to see the price update in the UI. Is there a better method than that just to, to get as accurate as possible, you know, quote on a swap rate? I think that's the best way, you know, that simulates based on your, um, how much you're offering the liquidity and then the swap fees, and then it's giving you a number. So I would say that's like the, the already the most automated way on how to, um, you know, guess and get an estimate on your swap. Cool. Thanks fellas. No worries. Um, thanks for the question. Feel free to hang around on stage uh, if, you, if anything else pops into your head for now. Um, we've got Marion up, up on stage. I don't think we've got anyone else queued up. So if anyone else does have any questions, no matter how simple, feel free to uh, request and come up on stage. Uh, Marion, over to you, sir. Hey, guys. Can you hear me? Yep. Am I on? Yeah, we got you. Oh, okay, great. So I'm kind of new to the protocol, but I, but I guess I'm trying to figure out the value of P Luna and specifically why we say P Luna is price exposure. When I look at the Y Luna, for example, uh, you know, it gives us staking yields and whatnot. And so it has something to back that up. And so on the other hand, there's P Luna, which from what I understand, there's really nothing behind it. And so wouldn't the market kind of, uh, What's the word? Wouldn't the market determine uh, Y Luna to be the price exposure more so the leveraged play as uh, as Luna goes up in price because there's something behind Y Luna, whereas P Luna is kind of this other uh, token that I guess from my perspective doesn't have anything backing it up. And so I guess I'm wondering why we view P Luna as the price exposure token. Thanks. Ryan, this is all you, please. <laughs> I was looking at you. So, um, so I think um, I think if you take a look at the white paper, like what this this kind of model is is uh, based on kind of like bond asset stripping, where you strip out the uh, yield part of a bond, uh, of a of a share or a bond for a certain period of time, uh, and you are then have the principal token. And you sell off the, the yield and you retain the principal and then eventually like the principal um, then regains the rights to the yield. So um, we do have like fixed maturities coming down the line. And I think that makes a lot more sense from a kind of principal and yield perspective. Um, when it comes to like the perpetuals, like we have had like particularly people from traditional finance coming and saying, well, 
does the P Luna actually have any value whatsoever? I think a couple of things that P Luna retains. So I think one of the things is that P, you know, some people have described like P Luna as being like the bottle cap to uh, being able to redeem uh, the P and Y together back uh, for a uh, full Luna. And uh, the P Luna side also, although we haven't got it implemented in the um, in the protocol yet, will retain the uh, throughput governance rights um, for voting on Terra proposals. Uh, in terms of like other utility, I, th- I guess like it is like compared to Y Luna, um, you know, um, it doesn't have as much use case. Um, but we're we are also working on use case for the P token to be used as collateral in other uh, protocols. So um, I'm not from a traditional finance background, so um, I think you know I'll probably leave the debate to um, to to those people and to uh, you know to the to the community. Um, and ultimately, like it's up to the market to decide how these things trade against each other. Uh, I think that's as much as I've got to say on it, uh, Jimmy. No, I think you touched on all the all the all the um, big points there. Essentially, it just comes down to whatever the market is willing to decide uh, the price. And and for us, as uh, you know, just uh, protocol team members, we're working and collaborating with um, as many other protocols and other opportunities where we can just increase the utility of both not only the Y token and the P token. Um, and I mean, there's only a hundred people in here. Like I, I kind of leaked it out earlier on, 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 uh, on Twitter already underneath Nick, one of his, one of his tweets, um, where uh, I just mentioned that, you know, because we're working with some of our validator partners, one of them happens to be CoinHall, and CoinHall has that awesome stake to subscribe kind of platform. Um, if you hold some PLUNA, it, you know, it gives you some perks when you visit CoinHall and you connect your wallet and it sees how, mu- how much PLUNA that you have in your wallet, right? Um, so that's just like one small use case for. Uh, additional use case for and utility for Piluna, and um, we're uh, we're excited to continue to build on that. And not only for Piluna, but all of the uh, B assets and all the other LP assets that we're also going to be refracting in the near future as well. Uh, what are your thoughts? Guys. What are your thoughts, Mayan? Uh, yeah, so I guess, I mean, there's just a lot for me to think about, kind of a lot that you mentioned that I'm not familiar with, you know, the bonds and other things early on, or the other markets. But I guess my question is, so in theory, if, you know, Luna jumps to $500 uh, or 1000 it's and and I'm all in uh, P Luna right now, right? So I don't have the split, I went all into uh, P Luna. Is it possible that I guess my total will be less than one X, you know, so instead of getting more price exposure, I got less price exposure than, uh, you know, than than had I had if I stayed in Luna itself. Uh, That's that's definitely that is definitely possible. Um, The general theories that, you know, the general kind of meet in the middle theories that I've seen going around. So, you know, uh, there's been. You know, we've been building up to this protocol launch for probably six or seven months now, and uh, there's been a lot of discussion around where does PMY um, 
but just PMY stand. And uh, some people are just extremely bullish on on Y Luna, and they think that Y Luna, you know, it, it carries the vast majority of the value because it gives you um, access to uh, regular income via the staking rewards. And other people are extremely bullish on uh, P Luna, and they think that it's kind of leveraged price exposure to uh, to, to Luna. Um, and then there's kind of like the middle consensus seems to be that. Basically, because when you know if the price of Luna like was could was to go down from here, let's say it goes down to thirty, I think like uh, Mister Refractor or Hyperion, the founder of Prism, has shared this uh, graphic quite a lot. If if the price of Luna goes down, the the actual APR of staking Luna goes up because there's a significant portion of uh, Luna that's paid uh, Luna rewards that are paid out in stable coins. So the general theory is that if the, as the price goes down, um, the Y token becomes more valuable because uh, it, the, the yield increases. And then the, the, the kind of consensus theory is that as the price goes up um, again, because you've got uh, a big chunk of the, uh, rewards being paid out in stables, then theoretically the staking reward will go down. So it's currently, I don't know, what, hanging around 10%-ish, probably go down to like 7 8% as we as we grow, let's say if we double, double in price. So theoretically, there's yet less yield uh, going to the Wildlands token, which means that, you know, that, that P would carry um, the majority of the price increase. Now, that's the that's the theory level and we've been theorizing about where these assets will trade for for many many months but you know I, I kind of refer to my my previous answer which is that's the theory but it is entirely up to the market how these assets ultimately do trade against each other so there's there's nothing we can do to influence that if if the market decides that that p luna is worth 1% and y luna is worth 99% so be it. If if they've determined it's the other way around, so be it. Um, we're kind of yeah at the behest of the market right now. So um, so I guess the general advice that we've been giving out to people leading up to this uh, to this launch is maybe maybe sit and watch and see how things go before before you decide to take any position. If you decide to take any position at all, um and only kind of go in strongly one way or another if if you really have a strongly held belief over where these assets should trade. That helps, sir. Uh, looks like we've got Simone on the stage. Simone, you have a question for us? Yeah. Hi, everybody. Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you. Okay. Uh, first of all, congratulations for the launch and to enable the refraction because it's amazing to use. And uh, it's a very fresh air. Um, it, it's very interesting the discussion about uh, Y Luna and P Luna because at the moment uh, the usage of P Luna is rather uh, limited. So uh, I presume the most value should go in the Y Luna. Uh, but as you said before, if the uh, usage of P Luna enables uh, will enable more use, usages, uh, it could be raised. Um, just a question, did you do some uh, hypothesis on which could be the correct uh, pricing of Y Luna and P Luna? I, I know that it started 50 and 50, but I, 
at the moment I see much more value in Y Luna. What do you think about it? Yeah, I guess I'll go first. So, um, so yeah, me, me and Jimmy are not the uh, not the financial analysts of the team. Um, you know, the founder Hyperion is from a uh, a background in um, in fixed income uh, trading options, and he and a couple of other people on the team have got probably much stronger views around where this should stuff should trade. Although we're typically not. Um, not being particularly vocal with those, and just allowing the uh, the market to to ultimately decide. Um, we had quite a lot of debate around where do we? Because I mean, the only decision that we had to make around the the price of the assets was where do we seed the initial liquidity, and the debate was probably around the forty sixty mark. Either way. Um, so whether it be 40Y60P or at 60P or, or 60Y 40P. Um, and ultimately, we, we couldn't make a decision ourselves and decided, well, let's just start it down the middle and see where the market takes it. And very interestingly, I'm just going to got the screen up in front of me right now. Um, I think we've gone about 10% either way over the course of the day. Um, I'm sorry that we don't have the... The analytics up, the, the the trading chart up uh, on the site yet. That's um, that's coming soon. We'll have the 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 kind of um, history of where YMP are trading in relation to each other. Um, but yeah, they've they've kind of they've kind of fluctuated between that exact range that we'd uh, that we'd been debating around, uh, and they've currently found consensus back in the middle so um, yeah yeah, so I I think that's as much as I can say on that matter I I think the most interesting thing uh, as today is that the Pilona represent the true the truly value of governance and I think in my memory is the first time that a community can price uh, the ability to vote uh, I don't know if uh, the community realized it yet, but it, it's very interesting to see how the prices will move in the next future. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's, been, it's been the great mystery leading up to the protocol launch, all the theorizing, um, all the debate, all the, all the intellectual thinking has been... Where are these assets going to trade? So it's it's you know after many many months leading up to this, it's absolutely fascinating to to sit here and watch uh, watch how they do play out against each other. I look forward to uh, seeing more over the the days, weeks, and months to come. Thank you very much, and congrats uh, another time. Thank you, Simone. Appreciate the question, Jimmy. Thanks for leaving me here to answer all the hard questions. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you're supposed to be the big brain guy out of me and you I, I just I just feel like I don't have much to add you know it's like uh, I mean we've talked about it for so much but this, at the end of the day like it really comes down to the the everyone's um, perception of what these tokens represent what they can do and what that means for them right um, 
And like, unless unless we start getting into the extremes, I don't think I'll be making any any plays. Like outside of the seventy thirty range is when I might start seriously considering trading one for the other. But until then, like we're just we're just you know bouncing back and forth between this plus or minus ten percent um, range. I've got a an easy one for for you, Ryan, to make up for the hard. Oh, one. thank you, thank you. I it was me thinking I'd be taking questions on like why isn't the liquidity showing properly or <laughs> how does XPRISM work <laughs> and then I'm getting into deep uh, financial uh, instrument conversations. Go ahead. Right. I, I'll drop you a lifeline here. Could you perhaps cough once if amps are going to be live within the next say seven days cough twice if longer? Uh, oh gosh I think you're right on the cusp there but I think the the best person to answer that question is Jimmy because this is really his baby that's what I wanted to hear thank you sir while we're on it if you've got any more questions on that mechanism and since no one else is uh, since everyone else has been shy and not coming up here to ask questions um, you know feel free to grill Jimmy on the mechanism yeah, please grill me on the AMPS mechanism. There have been so many questions that no one has asked about it yet. Uh, I'm excited about it uh, as all these uh, ARB Jedis have been scoring huge. I've just been kind of hanging out with my small bag of X Prism, you know, cackling, and uh, particularly enjoyed your intro about the amount of unstaked uh, Y Luna at the moment. Um, but I think there's some strategy plays uh, that that other that some, including myself, might be looking to make. But de- it's going to depend on whether these AMPSES are going to be substantial or not. Um, so I think getting some intel, even if it was like a range, um, could be useful. Uh, and and it would be useful to know also before the farming or the LP incentives. Uh, go live on the farming event too. Okay, so even before the boost, um, obviously I'm biased, right? And all the disclosures that you need to hear about not making decisions. Um, I I personally feel like people are going to be shocked by the APRs coming out of the Prism Farm. Um, number one, and this is before the boost, okay? One, that's because there's only like 200, 250,000 Yluna that is currently being staked. The rest of the Yluna, I don't know what it's doing. It might, might be in the liquidity farms, might be in people's wallet. Um, you know, could be, I don't know, they're not utilizing it, but let's say the Yluna, I mean, the Prism Farm goes live, right? Where you can stake your Yluna. And you'll earn um, your share of the 130 million Prism tokens that are going to be um, distributed over the course of a year. If all 250,000 um, and goes staked itself into the Prism farm instead of the regular Yluna staking, um, and if Prism continues to trade at 40 cents, and if Yluna continues to trade at around $25, $26, the APRs in that pool are going to be like 400% or something like that 
on Y Luna. Okay, so that just means that <laughs> one, um, there's just not enough Luna that's being refracted to take advantage of the farms coming out, uh, the, the APRs that are coming out for the prism farm. And that's just like how the math shakes out right now. Um, so then if you include boosties on there, it essentially will help the prism token retain its value by incentivizing folks to um, buy prism tokens, hold prism tokens, pledge them for the amps, um, and essentially keep yourself from being diluted diluted from um, farmers that who think that they're just going to just you know farm the prism tokens and exchange them for a bigger Luna stack. Um, yeah, so that's like a few things that I'm kind of like eyeing right now and kind of excited about because the prism farm is just, I think it's going to be at this moment, it's going to be completely underutilized um, by the TBL that we have or like the active Y Luna that's being staked. Have you guys shared uh, when to expect the, the prism farm to open up? We haven't given any new updates on it i know like we are, our eta was the 16th um however we just implemented the uh the boosting contract so i would say at the earliest you can expect is uh the 16th okay and i i think i heard you say the boosties would be north of a 10 percent increase did i hear that correctly Um. It'll be This is really good grilling. I love it. This it'll be more. It'll be more. So like okay, so one of the ratio, one of the things that we have to firm up is how like where do these boosts come from? Right? Like how how is it being boosted? Um so of the 130 million prism tokens that we set aside for this prism farm, um essentially what we're let's just say we go with like a 50% ratio. What we would do is we would split up that 130 million into two two parts, right? Like 65 million each. So if you don't hold any any of these, uh, if you don't pledge any X-PRISM, if you're not accruing any AMPs, essentially you only have Y Luna, you'll be taking uh, your share of the 65 million prism, right? The half of the 130 million. But if you also hold um, amps and you're earning amps, then it opens you up to the remaining 65, 65 million, right? So it can get really nutty depending on how you calculate your APRs, right? So on one extreme, you could have only Y Luna, you have zero X Prism, you have zero amps, and you're going to be earning, you know, a certain APR. And then on the other extreme, you could have nearly like almost no Y Luna, but you could have like a whole bunch of X Prism earning amps, and you could still earn a bunch of Prism. And then somewhere in the middle, probably makes sense where you have an equivalent, somewhat equivalent amount of X-PRISM earning amps as well as Y-LUNA in the farm. So essentially starts you know, creating this flywheel effect where your Y-LUNA and your X-PRISM 
is earning you a bunch of prism and creates this flywheel. Um, but yeah, so that's essentially something that we're thinking about right now. Like, what is exactly that ratio? And it will, you know, drive a lot of the dynamics around, um, yeah, how how much boost you're getting from holding X prism. And, and did you say there would be some sort of like tier structure where you've got to pledge a certain amount of X prism in order to get like the maximum boosty effect? Yeah, so there's no tiers, um, but there is a max. So like some of the things that people haven't asked are, um, you know, is there is there a limit, and how uh, how can I will I be discouraged? Like say six months later on, will new new users be discouraged from using the boosties because there are you know. There are other folks that have been in there since the Genesis and they are like um, have earned too many boosts and they just feel like it's not worth it. So to answer some of those like mechanisms and, and those questions and concerns around that is one, each X prism can only earn a maximum boost. Um, right now we're thinking of a maximum boost of around um, 100 and the boosts accrue every hour or so and the rate at which it accrues right now it, it would take roughly 300 days or 10 months for you to reach your maximum boost um so a few things uh, result from from that is that number one you know if this protocol is around in 5 10 20 years that means that a new entrant won't be discouraged because they'll be able to catch up in a matter of 10 months, right? And there's actually even a curve. So um, in half of the time, so around 150 days, you'll be able to accrue 70% of the max boost, right? So it's like a little log function. Um, so essentially it helps you to catch up with folks that have been in the pool for a little bit longer. But if you are in the pool for a little bit longer, you're still accruing um, rewards. When you say a maximum of 100, are you saying like a maximum of 100 tokens farmed per X prism? What do you oh, mean? Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. Happy to clarify. So, it's like one X prism can earn a max boost of 100 amps. Okay. And then, so we've got to solve for once you decide what the amp amps effect is then we'll have what we need to kind of project the net difference in yield if you will from the uh, amp effect yeah totally you, you'll be able to say oh i'm getting this in the prism farm i'm receiving this many uh, prism tokens from the the base pool and because of the amps that i have that have been accruing i can calculate how much boost i'm getting um and it can be quite significant um, and that's just because right now, 130 million tokens is quite a lot compared to only 250,000 Luna that's being utilized and staked. Got it. So what do you think about, it seems like we're setting up a competition of sorts between X-PRISM holders who are LPing PRISM X-PRISM and this opportunity to get the amps. So 
will there be a clear in your mind is there a trade-off like which would be more beneficial if your goal is to produce you know fees and accrue tokens yeah so i think um like personally personally i believe that uh um the X prism just on its own has a lot more, um, what do you call it? Uh, earning potential, right? It's, it's earning from every single, you know, six pools going up to seven pools uh, here shortly. It's earning from all the Y Luna, all, all the, all the vaults. Um, and of course we've got like the limit orders coming up soon. So there's just a lot, a lot of ways that, the X prism is accruing value. Um, and then you'd have to do some math on like the actual volume going between prism and X prism before you can decide like, is it worth to splitting up half of my stack into prism to LP prism X prism, or should I just hold X prism altogether? Right. Um, and now that we have like this boosting contract, we, we did, we did chat a little bit about like, Oh, should we allow folks to deposit X Prism Prism LP into this boosting contract, um, but just from the devs' point of view, it makes things a bit overly complicated on calculating amounts and and then considering like how how much X Prism your LP is is like uh, is worth, right? So um, yeah, you're you're totally right. Like it's it's you'd have to make a decision between do I want to earn amps. By in this boosting contract, or am I okay with um, the Prism X Prism LP fees and half of that also earning X Prism uh, governance rewards? Gotcha. All right, last softball for me, and then I'll let whoever would like to go next go. Um, but if it sounds like we would have to pledge or deposit our X Prism into some sort of vault in order to participate, um, does X Prism de- deposited in that way continue? to earn all the fees and regular kind of X prism benefits while it's in that vault or are those like foregone? Nope. You're going to be earning all the regular uh, governance and fees from uh, the protocol when you're in this boosted vault. Nice. All right. You're my boy, Jimmy. Great questions. Enjoyed that. Really, really enjoyed that. Um, I th- oh, we had some people up here, but they've disappeared. Um, oh, MVR's coming back up. Let me just add these folks. So it looks like we've got, uh, yeah, yeah, we got you. Oh, sure. Uh, I have two uh, pretty simple UI questions, uh, actually. The one is on the um. On Y Luna, uh, when it has that, uh, when you have it staked, when it has that drop down that says, is, is that selecting for what you want to turn all your staking rewards into? Do I have that right? Yep. So on the Y um, Luna staking page, you have this uh, claim and convert button. Um, you can say, you can choose between, I think, P Luna, Y Luna. I'm not sure if C Luna's in there. I can't remember now. Um, 
and there's Prism, XPRISM, and at the very bottom, you have a button for um, if you don't want to convert them at all, you just want to receive your PLUNA and, and, and YLUNA just as they are. Um, but yeah, so yeah, it kind of lets you choose what, what you want to, uh, if, if you want to convert your uh, stake rewards on that dropdown. Okay, cool. That That's sort of what I thought. I was just, uh, especially with the test net and everything, it was a little buggy when I was looking at it, so it didn't quite make sense. Uh, the other thing is on the uh, on the swap page, um, sometimes when you enter something in and go to swap, it just gives you that like, that sort of no, the circle with like the line through it. Is that just, what, what's usually going on there? From what I've seen that happens, it's like a bug that happens when it's simulating based on your slippage and it's getting an error. Um, so that could mean a few things. It's like, depending on which which pairs you're trying to swap between, maybe your slippage is not uh, high enough. Um, and for myself, the way that I've been able to fix it when I keep getting uh, that grayed out swap box, I'll just do like a hard refresh. Um, essentially like restart the app or if you're on a computer on windows i use control f5 and afterwards it usually does a trick yeah that that sometimes worked for me sometimes i've also like uh <laughs> just press like the arrow button to have the the pairs you're trading between like switch and then flip back and sometimes that'll do it too i don't know if that helps other people but yeah that's something i found too well yeah that, that's we all i have, have that <laughs> yeah, we definitely have that logged, and um, you know, we got feedback from that as well. So that's something that the dev has on their on their uh, backlog of things to work on. Cool. Sounds great. Great first day, guys. <laughs> Thank you for the questions. Thanks, man. Um, who's next here? Was was MVR next up? I believe. Thank you, guys. Uh, I have another question. Um, and to move on on the previous question from uh, the guy before me, uh, for the uh, percentage of uh, staking rewards on the uh, YLUNA staking, uh, will it show uh, the percentage uh, for PLUNA you can get and the percentage of uh, YLUNA you can get? Or will it just be one uh, APR? It'll just be one APR. Um... But I think the more interesting thing that since we're not showing anything right now and we've got to do the, the calculations to show it on the front end, um, but the APR is being calculated based on the price of Y Luna and not the entire Luna, right? But Y Luna okay. entitles you to the stake and rewards of what you normally get from Luna. So um, at this time, if Luna is about 50 bucks and the staking rewards are 10%, that means in one year, one Luna is giving you $5. Um, and right now, Y Luna is trading about half, as around, let's just say around half, right? So you essentially will be doubling the APR uh, for Y Luna staking, um, which is pretty interesting considering that you know, you're butting up right next to like anchor anchor earn type apr with also giving you some um you know some partial exposure to uh the the price of luna essentially 
Yeah, that sounds great. Uh, I was wondering uh, how it will work, and thanks for that information. And then I had one more question about the uh, governance. Uh, if you stake your Xprism, uh, it will boost. Uh, it, will it boost your uh, pools, or it's just your stake? Um, right now, we're building it to be uh, primarily used for the Prism farm. Um, but later on, we're looking at other functionalities to make uh, AMPs essentially the, the boost um, pretty pervasive throughout the protocol, right? Like when we have incentives for LP positions, it can boost um, those rewards, it can potentially boost XPRISM governance rewards, and of course, you know, give you more voting power for any um, polls that come up. Okay, perfect. So the, your XPRISM governance uh, pool will boost your PRISM farm? Yes, exactly. That's like the, the, the yeah. first use case that we'll be implementing. Yeah, perfect. And um, we will see when the other things happen, and it can take time. I understand. Perfect. Thanks for the information. That's Thanks for the all. question, sir. Um, Mr. Pantera, how are we uh, this evening? Um, welcome to the stage. Hey, how's how's everybody doing tonight on this fine evening? Glorious. Glorious, how are you? Absolutely glorious. How's the terabytes validator doing, sir? Heard you had a new, uh, um, some uh, some windfalls recently. Uh, yeah, we got a nice uh, delegation today, moved up to like 25. Uh, not that it's about what position we're in. It's all, you know, <laughs> we love all the validators. We want everybody to succeed. High tide rises all ships. But uh, congrats to you guys on the launch. I'm going to I'm going to move the spotlight back on you. Uh, <laughs> over a million Luna uh, looks like refracted in the first day, less than 24 hours. So that's very impressive. Congratulations, guys. Thank you, sir. Couldn't have been without uh, everyone's help, honestly, along the way. So uh, I, I'm sorry I joined late here, and someone else might have already talked about this or asked this, but um, there were some interesting theories floating around all day about uh, P Luna in its perpetual state. And uh, I, I don't, I, again, sorry if this has already been addressed, but I was just curious what your guys' thoughts were on some of those theories and on the value of that P Luna and, uh, and how it played out today. Oh my goodness, Evan! This is uh, the <laughs> possibly the third time that this has been asked, and uh, uh, myself. Oh, okay. and, well, my, no, well, no, 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 it's all good. Myself and Jimmy, I, I had a backup financial question. analyst, not the best place to to answer it. I think, um, I think uh, it's been very interesting to see how it's played out. Um, we see like a, a range of opinions, not just now, but over the last six or seven months around how these things play out uh, are going to play out. And uh, I've seen like a, a particular trend from folks from TradFi that, um, that, that, you know, are, are kind of heavily weighting the value of, of Y Luna versus uh, P Luna. Um, we had like a lot of internal debate, particularly with Hyperion and given his background and, um, some of our partners as well in terms of like where do we seed this thing um, and we you know had a discussion around we, we were somewhere in between 40 60 either way and we ended up seeding uh, 50 percent um, 
we I, I personally I was a little bit surprised to see uh P Luna take an early take an early lead, as you say, like um particularly on the on the on the perpetual uh split um and give and also given that uh, P Luna doesn't have a large amount of utility out of the gate, I expected there to be a lot of um, interest in, in Y Luna and boosting yields, particularly as you know, when you're staking Y Luna, and Jimmy said uh, Y Luna is kind of giving a, a 20%, around about a 20% APR. Uh, and, you're, and we're also doing the, the, the stable coin swap into Luna before we uh, refract that Luna and then give, give rewards in, in just P Luna and Y Luna. Um, I, thought, I thought that uh, y, y Luna would be a lot stronger out the gate. Um, so uh, P Luna took the lead, and I think uh, Y Luna swung in front. And I think we're just looking now. Yeah, Y Luna's uh, looking at like probably about fifty five percent of the value of Luna. So um, it's been trading within the margins that we expected, that we'd anticipated. Um, and you know, ultimately, it's up to the up to the market how they how they value these things. What are your thoughts on where these things should trade? Oh man. Um, (laughs) I don't, I don't have a, I don't, I don't have a crystal ball, Ryan, so I can't tell, but, uh, I don't know. I saw theories going both ways today. Um, so I'll just leave it at that. I think it's interesting. The market will decide I'm kind of given a non-answer like you. So, um, but I do know that, you know, if the price of Luna goes up, I don't see why P Luna wouldn't also go up because you at least need that to combine with the Y Luna to get your your full Luna back at the end of the day. Um, So I'm curious to see how the, I'm curious to see how, what the impact will be on why Luna once there's like three months, six months, 12 months bonding. I think that'll be interesting to see how people start sort of speculating on, you know, if they can make a buck off the uh, refractoring at that point. Yeah. So, so that would be like a, a, a separate function, right? So these perpetual, uh, this perpetual P Luna and Y Luna always kind of trade separately from um, the um, fixed maturities. Um, I think uh, I think fixed maturities like make a, a lot more sense to people in terms of like if you're refracting uh, Luna at, for twelve months, given like the staking ratio uh, or, or the staking returns, you can make a pretty good estimation in terms of like what that yield is worth over a 12 month period obviously there'll be like fluctuation in lunar price whether that price goes up or whether it goes down which will then affect ultimately like the returns from that y lunar but i think um i think in in that scenario like it'll be much clearer like what the value of a 12 of a 12 month or a six month or a three month y lunar token would be um versus like this perpetual option where it's really like the value that the market places on them, if that makes sense. Yeah. So they'll they'll be like a three Y Luna and a six Y Luna and a twelve Y Luna token that are separate from the perpetual. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. So so when so obviously like when we bring in like fixed maturities, um those those maturities, like those different maturity lengths are essentially like kind of trade against themselves to a certain extent, or I guess there'll be like a pool with like a, like a 
a six you know a six month with a certain expiry date on them um where ultimately like the y luna will trend uh, down to zero value because at the end of the maturity uh, at the end of the date uh, all the yield will then um, return to or the yield token will ultimately return back back to the holder of the of the p token because they've only sold that yield for a certain amount of time i'm kind of curious on like what people's number would be when they look at the yield the apr of y luna and they also you know on the same screen look at the yield of ink if y luna was trading at like I don't know, 60, 70, 80% of Luna. At what point do you say like, okay, this is, this is kind of absurd. Why, why am I getting accepting like, you know, five or 10% when um, I can just sell this and go put it into, to anchor. Right. Um, To guarantee myself 20% returns versus like a fluctuating, say five or 10% from Y Luna. That's if the Y Luna, um, ratio starts taking over the Pluto ratio. I uh, hope that kind of answers the question, Evan. Um, I don't know if you've got any other questions while you're up here, sir. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I guess I can I can throw one more at you. Um, I know in the white paper, uh, you guys had mentioned very briefly, and it looks like you've got some like grayed out sort of functionality on the website now. Um, that there's like limit orders. Uh, can you can you talk about that at all? Like, what is there some sort of uh, like staking you need to do to be able to have limit orders placed, or how that works? Jimmy, is this probably more in your realm? Yeah. So there's not there's not going to be any kind of requirements like Meow Trader or no requirements um, like the stake to subscribe that you see on Coin Hall. Um, essentially, anyone will be able to deposit uh any assets into the uh limit order staking contract and then depending on um what kind of what what kind of orders that you're placing there will be bots that will essentially fire off when the orders um uh, should should succeed um and then the way that the protocol makes a fee for the service is uh there's going to be i think it's 0.3 percent uh fee on um the limit orders which goes back to of course x prism holders um so i think initially we're going to launch that with uh, the pairs on prism swap um but through our, our ongoing partnership with the folks at coin hall we want to be able to uh, open up this functionality um since it's actually dex agnostic and limit orders can work for any decks uh, on the Terra ecosystem, um, but still, all of the uh, fees will flow back to Xprism holders. Very nice, very nice. I think that's a that's a cool like bit of functionality and uh, definitely like a reasonable little fee. And the fact that it goes back to the Xprism token holders is, uh, I think, it's well designed. I, I also just one more comment for you guys. Um, so- can I just add one little thing to the to the uh, uh, limit order piece, which sure. is there'll be it's, it's your AMA. So. No, 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 because no. <laughs> like, I think like I'm really, really excited for limit orders, and I can't wait to see it uh, working. Because 
you know, particularly like for something like placing orders on a Luna B Luna pair, for example, or you can go across like different pairs, any pair on any decks. Um, I guess the difference between like how it's going to work, like with how like Meow Trader works now, is that we're going to incentivize the um, person who executes the um, uh, the swap, as well as like having the fee that goes back to um, X Prison holders. So. Um, so the hope is that, you know, we'll basically incentivize multiple bots to be running that are executing these limit orders so that there's a much higher chance of fulfillment than, for example, the functionality that's currently within MeowTrader. I gotcha. So if I, if I understand you correctly, the fee doesn't go 100% to XPRISM, but it also goes to some of those people that are what do they call that? Like crossing the threshold or whatever to make the trade? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, well, yeah, great, great launch, guys. I uh, want to commend you. Um, um, over a million Luna refracted in like 12 hours or whatever. That's amazing. Um, and one more comment from me before I leave is I love, this is like, I can't believe no one's done this before, but on the interface in the swap uh, module, you show all the prices like up above and it's such a pain in the ass on every other interface. Sorry if there's other like devs in here, but uh, <laughs> it's such a pain in the ass to be like, what is the price? Like, what is my quoted price right now of Luna? And then I have to punch in one Luna and then like punch in UST to see what it is. So uh, that's just really thoughtful interface guys. So I'll, I'll jump off now. Thanks. Great to speak with you as always. So. Hey, Thank Ryan, you. Quick clarifier on the uh, limit order discussion. Um, it sounded like you just implied that we could get kind of kind of like an ARB focused limit order. Like, could I place a limit order that says, "Hey, trigger when there's a four percent like ARB opportunity between C Luna Luna"? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, you would deposit. I don't know. In the case of I guess you would. It's more likely that C Luna would be trading trading it under the price of Luna, right? So you could deposit from Luna and say, you know, when there's a five percent discount, I want my uh, limit order to be fulfilled. Um, we're hoping that, as as I was just describing there, through the fee structure, that we actually incentivize like, multiple people to be running bots that are kind of like checking the price. And if the if the price hits the right uh, target, they'll fulfill the order, uh, receive their uh, cut of the fees, and, uh, and and hopefully like give you the trade that you're looking for. And that'll that'll be there when limit orders go live. Yeah, I I'm not hundred percent sure. Maybe Jimmy can clarify. I'm not hundred percent sure where we are on limit orders. I know we were pretty close. I mean, as you can see, we've launched without a couple of bits of functionality, like the charts and stuff um, that will be coming soon. I'm not 100% sure where we are on limit orders. Jimmy, do you know? I don't know either. I know we're just like full steam ahead on the uh, boosting contract, as well as getting Prism Farm up and running as soon as possible. I think, I think, I think everything, I think the, you know, the contract's written, it's audited. I think we're just wait. I think we're waiting on the on the chart implementation, and then limit orders will follow. Okay, cool. Thanks. Thanks for the question. Uh, yes, uh, Rosselenen. Uh, yeah, that's a yes. tricky one. Hello. <laughs> that's all right. Th thanks. Um, 
just want to say first and foremost, congratulations. Um, as everyone else have been super impressed with, uh, you know, obviously the whole the whole concept, but you know, just the the whole the whole procedure and the UI is beautiful. Um, so you guys have done a really great job with everything. Congratulations. Um, Thank you. I have some questions just on these maturities. Um, can I just confirm? So, just first question. I, I, I should I should say I haven't read the white paper, so you know I'm gonna I have some rookie questions. But the first rookie question is just to be really clear: Is there any direct relationship between the perpetual tokens that are currently being traded and the maturities, or are they separate tokens? They will be separate tokens. Good. Okay. And so. Obviously, currently, people are super incentivized to enter liquidity pools with the perpetual tokens. But so, what's the shortest time frame for the maturities? Would it is it three months or something? The plan is to do three, six, and twelve, potentially nine as well. I think right. three, six, and twelve right. months. So, in presumably, there will be liquidity pools in the case of even the three month maturities. Um, because you'd want to, you'd want to trade, right? Um, but over three months, any kind of, any kind of yield is going to be very low. So is it like, what's the, is there some extra kind of incentive that you'll be giving to people to enter a liquidity pool with like three month P lunar or Y lunar in the short term? Yes, that's a, that's a really great question. And like the honest answer is that's, that's ultimately the problem around releasing these fixed maturity uh, assets is is providing you know the right amount of liquidity and the right incentives to provide liquidity for those for those tokens so um it's not the next thing that's on the roadmap so in terms of roadmap like the next two things are going to be like b asset vaults or b asset refraction so Obviously, BETH is sat there ready to go. Uh, that'll be, again, like a perpetual uh, refraction token. Um, and then we're also planning on doing uh, LP refraction as well. So you can take uh, Astroport LP tokens and split them into yield and principal as well. Uh, and then kind of after that, the next thing is the fixed maturities. And the main problem, as you just identified, is figuring out how to do liquidity in the right way for those right that's interesting so just on the lp tokens i mean that's i hadn't heard this before that's a really cool that's a really cool idea um and is there any plan to like take this even one step further so you know you you imagine in the lp case you might be getting transaction fees or the pool itself might be incentivized um and you could imagine like refracting the transaction fees into a certain token and any kind of rewards into a different token, for example. Um, I, gu I guess you could do the same with with Lunar as well, right? I, I don't know, but um, you know, are there any are there any kind of plans on the horizon to refract P and Y Lunar even more? It's <laughs> <laughs> um, a really good question. I've seen that actually come up a few times today. So, uh, you know, like, could we split like the yield token of Luna into the airdrop token, the airdrop yield, and 
the staking yield, for example. Um, I think I think the answer is is probably not in the in the short term. Um, but uh, obviously, as we continue to build this thing out and we continue to iterate, you know, we're we're certainly open to suggestions. Uh, Jimmy, I don't know if you wanted to come in. I think you were going to come in with some comments on the uh, on the fixed maturities as well. Yeah, for the fixed maturities, um, the incentives for not only liquidity is tricky, but also the liquidity mechanism, right? Because uh, for the uh, the Y asset on the on this fixed term maturities, they're one hundred percent going to zero, right? So if you you know plug in those um, estimates in like an impermanent loss calculator, like and you're providing liquidity for the yield token that is one hundred percent going to zero, like you're getting wrecked. Um, so there's a couple of uh, innovations that need to happen from our side and you know on the Terra ecosystem. One, namely, being like perhaps it's not a traditional like AMM like you guys are used to, but it could be like a like more like a liquidity bootstrapping pool, where if you're familiar with like some of the LBPs that have happened on Terra, so essentially that the it starts off at a certain weight. And over time, as no one buys, um, the weight decreases more to a more like 50-50, um, a favorable, favorable 50-50. But so for this special pool for uh, to work for our fixed maturities, it would have to start at like 50-50. Um, and also the weights would have to change as the yield token is expiring, such that you actually don't totally get wrecked um, at the very end. Um, so that's like one way to solve the problem. And then the second way to solve the problem would be having like these order books where there's a real, uh, like a real person uh, on the end of every trade and you're not having like this AMM, um, yeah, you're not AMM facilitating these trades where you, uh, yeah, so yeah, you won't get wrecked with selling your fixed terms at any time during the uh, the yeah at any time before it matures. Anything on splitting uh, Y assets into more Y assets, Jimmy? Or I, yeah, I, I don't think, think that's something we've got. Yeah, they, dude, there's so there's so much we can do, right? So I think the I think our strategy should be, hey, what are like the largest market cap yield bearing tokens that we should tackle? Um, to capture as much um, value and create as much utility as we can for all of these yield-bearing assets, right? That's number one. And then, like, um, you know, being able to split LP tokens from like Astroport, from from Loop, from I don't know all these dexes that we have um, on Terra, even our own, right? Like, even our own LP tokens, being able to split those up. Um, and give people the opportunity to speculate only on the swap fees and only on the yield-bearing um, emissions part of an LP token um, versus speculating on the uh, underlying tokens itself inside uh, LP. I think that'll be super interesting um, and really high market cap, high value um, opportunities that we should probably tackle first before splitting our existing uh, TVL into more derivatives. No, that makes sense. Thank you so much. And um, 
it sounds like a very interesting problem, what you're working on with the liquidity. And the ideas sound good. And I'm sure um, I'm sure whatever you produce, if it's like what we saw today, will be amazing. So thank you. That, that's all the questions that I had. Thanks for the kind words. Thanks for the questions, man. Um, Ryan, Ryan Melvey. Yes, hey. get yourself up here, sir. Hey, guys, can you hear me? Yeah, we got you, man. All right, yeah. Uh, thanks for the launch. Everything's amazing so far. Um, I had a couple questions about why Luna. So 10% of the yield goes to the Prism stakers. Is there also validator commissions on top of that? So like potentially like 20% lower yield, or is it different than that? That's a, that's a good question. So um, we when we chose our validator set, and we've chosen seven validators, um, we set a max commission level of 5% for those validators. Um, so it's not like the, the Lido, um, the Lido or the uh, TDP uh, validators, which can go up to 10%. We're, we're kind of fixed at a maximum of 5%. Uh, and then yes. Uh, so your, your yield would be subject initially to that first 5% and then to, 10 percent uh on the on the prison protocol that's correct okay that seems fair um and then I, I had one other question so why luna auto compounders is that something that the prison team will work on or would that be something that like the spec team or some external team would come up with and then also wondering like that as a potential collateral in mars or or edge or even just making that um, something you could LP with, so you, you're just getting the compounded Y Luna. Yeah, cool. Um, so I guess a um, couple of answers to that question. Um, one is um, obviously if uh, if if Spec wanted to um, start uh, running our running our LPs through uh, their protocol, I don't believe we've got any block on that. But I guess the thing to to bear in mind is we're currently showing very very high APRs on our, on our liquidity pairs. Um, that is purely through trading fees right now. Uh, and it's also based on a 24-hour APR. So I would imagine as, as things start to settle down, um, those APRs will also uh, calm down a little bit. Um, although it's great to see the amount of trade volume uh, that, that we've had today. And we've, ha- we've also like had some, some other questions around like, um, will there will any of the pools be incentivized? Um, I think uh, we'll we'll be keeping an eye on like the amount of liquidity that we've managed to attract so far, the size of the trades, um, and whether we need to like incentivize any of our, any of our pools to um, uh, with uh, with with prison token emissions. Um, the other thing is that obviously like. We're planning on having all our pairs uh, against Prism, um, so that there's a maximum of two swaps between like any asset. And it might seem a bit strange right now, but you know we've been talking about like all these fixed maturities. We've been talking about all these other assets that we can bring into um, into the protocol. So, like you know, you could potentially go in the future from like let's say YSOL to PETH. Or you know any any combination and and, and swap with a maximum of two swaps uh, across our decks. Um, that's not to say that other 
dexes on Terra won't like build up other um, other pairs utilizing our assets. So, you know, I'm sure people would be really interested to see like maybe a C Luna Luna pair somewhere or a Y Luna P Luna pair somewhere. So, um, I do expect those two uh, to pop up somewhere. Uh, and then, and then finally, in terms of like an auto compounding Y Luna token, I know that's definitely something that we have on our radar. Um, I believe uh, it'd be XY, uh, XY Luna. Um, I've heard Hyperion talk a few times about that. I'm not sure exactly where it is on the roadmap in terms of like, have we made any progress on that or is it still in the idea stage? And Jimmy, I don't know if you want to come in and whether you've got any further detail on that specifically. Yeah. Um, I've seen some doc internal documentation on staked, uh, like auto compounded, um, assets that we have. So like Ryan just mentioned like XY Luna, um, but as well as XY LP tokens, um, I think that will be super interesting, but then, I know we've got our work cut out for us trying to explain <laughs> what all these letters mean. Um, but yeah, I think those would be fun. Got it. Thank you. Cool. No problem. Thanks for the question. Um, did we get Simone back up here? Uh, yes. It's a question just out of curiosity. Uh, Prism uh, refracted right now roughly 1 million of Luna. So we know that there are somewhere 1 million of Y Luna sitting around. Uh, I'm seeing that 264,000 are uh, in stake. And uh, I see uh, in the liquidity pool prism, Y Luna is roughly 1.7 million. So uh, where are the other <laughs> Y Luna right now? Are there any other usages for it or just? sitting in wallets if if you know <laughs> yeah so why luna use cases right now are either one sitting in wallets two staked in the why luna staking contract or three sitting in the, these liquidity pools um and there, there are also maybe some people who have some like c luna hanging around so if you if you um combine your p luna and y luna you essentially you're going to be burning those tokens and gener uh, creating C Luna. So, like technically, the the way that um, yeah, you'd figure out like how much um, how much like how many tokens are are floating out there is you can just look at how much C Luna is inside one of these vaults, um, and then subtract it by like the Y Luna that's floating out there. Um, and I think the, the only in, only reason why you would want to do that is so you can calculate how much um, C Luna and Y Luna uh, staking rewards are going back to X Prism holders. Um, and I kind of mentioned this like earlier on the call, but I know we've probably had some turnover in the audience. Is that yeah, we have like over a million Luna that's refracted, um, but only a quarter of that is um, earning their normal staking rewards, like being staked and earning the normal staking rewards. Um, and for Luna, that for Y Luna that's staked in the normal, uh, you know, staking contract, 
XPRISM holders are only getting 10% of those fees. Um, but if the C Luna and Y Luna is just floating around out there, not staked, uh, if it's inside the liquidity pools or like hanging around in people's wallets, like all those rewards are being converted back into Prism um, and dropped back into the governance contract. Right. So you can imagine like in the past, you've had these B Luna pairs on TerraSwap, on Astroport. And normally you're supposed to be able to, you know, collect the UST from the staking rewards, but that UST is just like floating in the ether and then no one is claiming them and not doing anything with it. So um, this kind of mechanism uh, essentially solves that problem where we're able to claim those rewards, um, but also essentially give it all back to folks holding X, uh, Xprism. So I guess um, public service announcement uh, and sorry to Xprism holders. Um, if you are just sat on on Y Luna, um, you're you're not receiving any staking rewards for that Luna. If it's just Y Luna, if it's just sat in your wallet, uh, you have to go to the stake page to the Y Luna staking. Hit more details, and you can stake it there. Um, it's liquid staking, so you can jump in and out of that pool as you wish. So if you're like sat on Y Luna and you're maybe waiting for an arbitrage like you could if you wanted to like stake that in between take it back out again although you you may you may end up generating more fees than uh, than than your crew but um it's 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 an option there's no uh, there's no staking period to jump in and out of that while the staking uh, contract sorry jimmy i know you're uh, you're bullish ex-prison <laughs> Uh, I think I think we got a few hands raised, but some of them put them down. So I guess we'll go with uh, Man Mandeves. Hello, sir. Hey, Jimmy. How are you? Doing good, sir. Hey, um, quick question on the staking. So let's say I unbonded my B Luna. It's like now liquid Luna sitting in my wallet. What is the best uh, staking uh, strategy you can recommend, including like? I don't care about the airdrops, but at least the staking rewards. Because I'm I'm a little bit confused on like what to use. Like why why Luna is the one which is gonna be playing the major part here. So I also un undelegated my stater Luna also from Luna X liquid staking, thinking it might be covered some way in through Prism. So now I'm gonna like totally confused on where to put those Luna back. Yeah, I don't think I can say too much around, you know, what what you should do with your other like staking derivatives, but um just for like our, our protocol is meant to be able to refract um you know, your Luna on the back end. We'll be delegating that and we'll um we'll be issuing you essentially uh, a collateral token. Um and if you use our front end, we're just going to go ahead and skip that first step for you. So you can deposit our Luna. We'll give you one P Luna and then one uh, Y Luna. Um, and I think that, you know, if you're, if you're just curious on, on playing around with how everything works, I definitely encourage you to, like, use our test net. And, you know, you can play around with a bunch of fake money and then get a feel for what's going on um, and to no, figure I'm out, like... 
I, I get that test net means I played with it. But the thing is, um, I'm trying to look at the comparison chart per se, right? Like um, if I put my, let's say, 100 Luna in just trade out validators and get my staking rewards, then it is giving me 9.37%, just roughly, okay, uh, approximate, not even exact. And then if I stake the same thing with Trader, I might get something similar. Or what if I use the same 100 Luna, make it to C Luna and then get P Luna and Y Luna? All those rewards are making that 9% or 10 or maybe more. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Like where I can get maximize of my uh, my native Luna. Like, you know, that that's my plan. So I cannot see like that's how much the rewards coming up in a month if I if I bond my Luna uh, through C Luna and then get Y and P Luna. Yeah, I think they're I think they're all gonna be in terms of like you know raw APRs. Um, if you're just looking at your entire Luna uh, um, token, we're all gonna give roughly the same, and it's just the mechanisms are a little bit different. Um, and I think the the benefit that um, that we bring to the table that other liquid staking um, derivative protocols don't is like we give you the flexibility to, you know, um, essentially trade and speculate on the components um, individually, right? So if you, if you if you refract one Luna with us and you have one P Luna, you have one Y Luna, you stake that one Y Luna, you're going to receive like comparable returns versus the other, um, you know, like Luna X stater um or like say even even holding naked b luna in your wallet um it, it's gonna it's gonna be comparable um we just give you additional functionality and utilities on top that um those other protocols don't okay i really might have like literally put uh, maybe 100 luna uh, native naked <laughs> into prism and see um how much I mean, it's just for comparison purpose like three different ways b luna one side and then straight around on the other side so three different strategy maybe I need to play with and find out where I can get maximum return over a month and then probably decide which strategy will be the best. Yeah, there's also staked Luna as well um, from from Lido, right? Like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a, another one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like we have we have like a bunch, right? I think Ryan's been promising us an alphabet thread for some time now. Um, Thanks for nominating you. <laughs> Yeah, I guess the only other thing to add um, is that with with our platform, and, and this is certainly not advice, uh, but some people will choose in the example of, of of yourself where you're saying, right, I've got um, I've got 100 Luna and I want to get maximum staking rewards. One of the things that you could do is you could swap the P Luna over for Y Luna, and I think where we we're probably about fifty fifty at this point. I think Y Luna is a little bit more than P Luna, um, so you essentially kind of leverage up your staking rewards. Obviously, the risk of doing that is that if the ratio moves against you, you may not be able to to recompose back into a hundred Luna. Um, so, so that so there's risk there, but essentially you could potentially take a hundred Luna, uh, lever up to you know, swap the P Luna to the Y Luna, get almost the power of 200 Luna um, worth of staking rewards. Um, 
but yeah, but then you're carrying the risk that you might not be able to swap back and 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 bring your hundred luna back to a whole amount, if that makes sense. Yeah, I read some thread also like that ratio also can be volatile. Like you can get sixty forty or seventy thirty. Is that true? Yeah, it's com- completely up to the market between like how the how the PM and why Luna assets trade against each other as a percentage of. So how we can get notified if there is a variation like up to more than certain percentage between the two? Is good, que- a- good question. Um, so uh, I'm not sure if you're <laughs> familiar with um, with Arby the bot um, that's become very popular. Yeah, I, I just added Arby, but that yeah. is not coming not coming from your application. That's what I was asking in the morning, like you know, to to have a pair where you can actually use this Arb on Kujira or using Whitewell, you can get said, okay, maybe I set up the like a baseline, and if I get something more than that, then I will immediately dive in, right? Yeah. Or so 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 that, so um so. The guy at RV, we've been working with him, and he's going He's already added a couple of, um, a couple of Prism uh, ARBs, and he's going to be adding some more around PMY Luna as he can figure them out. Oh, that will be great. <laughs> that will be fantastic. Maybe we can <laughs> introduce him to other ecosystem of Terra and have some platform <laughs> just for that. Yeah, I mean, big shout out to that guy. Um, he's a he's a UK lunatic who built uh, built RB, and I think um. Like he's done an amazing job of building that thing out. We had hire him. Hire him. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen. Um, well, I think oh, well, pre- speaking of which, I just got an alert from Arby. There's a seven percent premium C Luna to Luna right now. Oh my god! Again, last I saw is five point six six. Now it's seven. See that? That's what we are missing. Like, <laughs> how we're gonna use what, it C C to C to native Luna? It's uh, it's back. It's been upped. <laughs> <laughs> yes god oh my god it's so fast I, I guess someone just like uh i don't know what did they do must have been a huge trade on c luna recently see we need to beat these boards right like h- how are we gonna make it in front of them you cannot front run them so how the user can get benefit out of this because every time something like this happens board's gonna chew up right away I heard Jimmy going around promising people that he was going to help build a bot for that he would release into the wild, but I haven't seen any evidence of that yet, Jimmy. I don't know if you're just keeping it to yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Just keeping it to myself. No, I've just been super busy. And then um, some of the guys over, uh, I think, I think, well, I think Arby's probably your best bet on being able to get notified really quickly on if there's an arm coming on i think the guys over at coin hall um also have like an alert system um so that could be like a fallback but yeah i think it's it's tough early on right um to try is it through twitter only or there is a telegram board also available do you know uh for coin hall or for rb no for rb for rb i think it's only on telegram so you've got to have telegram uh, okay I'll I'll try that. I'll start him up. Thank you. No worries. Good chat as always, Mandibs. Um, anyone else with any questions? Um, I don't think we've got anyone lined up right now. Yeah, maybe it's a maybe it's a good time to call a break as well. I've got a I've been neglecting the misses, so I need to call her back. Oh God, Jenny, <laughs> it's Valentine's Day. We've been spending way too much time together. 
Go oh, enjoy. Happy Valentine's Day to you all. Have a good evening. I'm gonna drop off here. Thanks. Yes. I guess Ryan, Ryan, you wanna close us up and um, tell us where uh, people should go. Oh gosh, um, it's getting late here, Jimmy. My brain's starting to switch off. Uh, yeah, th- thanks everyone for joining. Um, uh, hope you've all enjoyed using the platform today. I know we've had an absolute blast. Um, I'm really pleased that it's it's out there. You guys have been able to use it and see like uh, the power and the potential of the platform. Uh, thanks to everyone for the for the support. Um, Telegram and uh, Discord are always open for questions. Um, so if you if you do have any questions, feel free to jump in there. And if you go to the Prison Protocol Twitter account, um, in the header there, there's a link to our Notion, which Hyperion spent a lot of time uh, curating, which has got. A whole range of, of videos, podcasts, uh, you know, white paper, articles, and community threads around like Prism, how it works, and you know, all a lot of discussion as well about you know where people think that the PMY Luna um, tokens should trade against each other over the last six months. So, uh, thanks everyone for the support. Um, we'll probably like try and keep jumping on these spaces, like every uh, couple of days maybe as we're building up um, just to take any questions that you guys have got but we'll uh, catch you soon cheers jimmy cheers ryan see you guys thanks for checking out another episode of the ether that was the prism protocol ama hosted by ryan line and the prism team recorded on monday february 14th 2022 this episode of the Ether was brought to you by Talus. Talus Protocol is the NFT platform for independent artists on Terra. Talus helps to provide artists with the tools and resources needed to transition from traditional art into the NFT world. With their V1 launch coming soon, Talus will be the place to see real-world art reflected on Terra. Be sure to join their Telegram and follow Talus on Twitter for updates on their roadmap, validator, and other Talus news. Find your next favorite artist on talus.art. This episode of the Ether was also brought to you by Luart. Luart is the first gamified NFT platform built on the Terra network. Luart provides a seamless minting and trading experience, all while earning you rewards just for being a user. Be sure to follow them on Twitter and join the community in the Discord server for the most up-to-date news and announcements regarding all the hot new NFT launches, platform upgrades, and new projects hitting the secondary marketplace. Are you ready to put your helmet on and join the movement? Find out more at luart.io. TerraSpaces appreciates the support from all our sponsors. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Walking down the street late night with the worst time. Never underestimate the lines that are curved right. Everyone investigated line about a birthright. Get it off my chest a bit, typing out a word pie. Gonna eat shit straight to your safe place. Soup with a fly on a spoon in my database. Update the playlist, bumping these 808s. Ain't no way I'm saving face, sitting with these shady mates. Got a whole dog ready for a head in it. Jumped out of plane, now he's feeling all bedridden. Looking magnificent, dressed like a hoarder. Rip on his tombstone, he couldn't take orders. The game is whack, knick-knack, caddy-shack Go for the low-hanging fruit like a paddy wagon Maniac trying to wash off the damage Just another night throwing javelins Thank you.
plate Focus on the craft, lifting up brain weights Repping that repetition like he's gotta represent Disconnected from the rest, even when he's feeling blessed The rest never comes soon enough Rumors bluff, ruin luck, bruised up from being the elusive one Mr. Do or Die, suiting up hungry Like a broke Iron Man, stunting for the country It's all lovely on the day, got the call It was time to ship out, done waiting on y'all Isolation on the pilot ship was a fucking cakewalk. He was made for the rush. When it's time to find a planet, who they gonna send? How the fuck you think you gonna handle the descent? About to fall asleep for 20 years. Are we there yet? Creeping where no one's ever crept. Spaces.